Let's face it, teaching can be hard, but the work is meaningful. And the rewards? The rewards are priceless. If you're inspired to help students reach their fullest potential, Urban Teachers was made for you. Through extensive training and support, their program gives aspiring educators the tools to transform students' lives. Earn your master's and become a classroom change agent today. Apply now and receive a $1,000 signing bonus. Visit urbanteachers.com slash join us to learn more. At Metro by T-Mobile, we're giving you more savings. Get the new iPhone SE now with 5G at the lowest price and prepaid. Just $79.99 when you switch. I post a lot, so I need a phone that keeps up with me. And thanks to the iPhone SE with 5G and advanced 4K camera, I'm snapping and sharing while my followers are smashing the like button. Switch and get the iPhone SE for just $79.99, only at Metro. Limited time offer, in-store only, price for 64 gigabyte model with eligible port, $60 plan, and ID. See 5G device coverage and access details at metrobytmobile.com. Ah, please do come in. You are most graciously welcome to Tens on Tens, a girl talk comedy podcast in which two tens make top ten lists about whatever they choose and shoot the shit, as it were. So procure the libation of your choice and, pardon my candor, sit down, shut up, and listen. Here are your hosts, the debutantes of debauchery, the queens of crass, the mistresses of muckrockery, Emma and Lo. And we're rolling, we're back. Oh, hi, welcome to part two. So I had no idea that this would take us this fucking long, but apparently we have shit to say about DCOMs, baby. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't listened to part one, go ahead and listen to that because that has, uh, I think, 10 through six for us. Mm -hmm. We even get halfway through. We were like, listen, we got shit to say about smart house. We've done research, we've got opinions. Yes. We're ready. Exactly. So I think we're just going to jump into it just because we got a lot to cover here. Uh, We're on number... Five for me. So number five for me is Don't Look Under the Bed, which is one of the very, very, very early ones. That one's scary. It is the scariest one. I was like, hello? It's from 1999 also. Like I said, very prolific year. Um, And it it just got crazier and crazier the more that I watched it. So essentially... um, I don't, I don't understand, but I think D, the DCOMs were trying to make kids piss themselves back in this 100%. era. They They're were like, like, fuck them kids. Yeah, they, and I kind of miss when Disney was able to get saucy a little bit. Yeah. Because there was, like, shit. I was like, okay, hello. Um, but if you want to talk about movies that are, like, the worst example of casting a black person as the best friend, this is it. Oh. Because I, I have a tally running of how many DCOMs do that, and so far it's like five of so ten many. I have. It's like, we have a black best friend, and that's it. Anyway, this guy's like the ultimate black best friend. He's an imaginary best friend named Larry, and he appears one day to this girl. Her name is Frances. She's 14, and she's starting high school early. Um, smart. She's super smart. So she's always like, um, that doesn't logically make sense. Blah, blah, blah. But blah. she has an invisible best friend at 14. Well, strange shit starts happening when she starts high school. Um, there's lots of, uh, like eggs falling from the sky, like people getting their cars egged and there's graffiti all over town, like high up on buildings, under people's shoes. It's like a bee. It's literally everywhere. Hmm. And people are suspicious of Francis because her middle name is Bacon. Francis Bacon. Okay. Wait, they're suspicious based on her middle name? Yeah, it's a stretch. <laughs> no one in high school knew my middle name. <laughs> Literally, it's a stretch. They're also, like, saying, like, well, you're the only one who didn't have graffiti on your locker, so it must be you. But the shit that's happening, there's no way a 14-year-old girl could do it. Right. There's this one scene where, like, 
a diver's going to go jump in the pool, and when she lands in the water, suddenly it's all jello. And they're like, it's a prank. That she a 14 year old girl dead. It's like, okay. She can bend time and space. Yeah, and so while all this shit's happening, she notices there's this, like, guy following her around, and nobody else can see him but her, and she's like, what the fuck, who are you? And turns out he's an imaginary friend. Not her an imaginary friend, but she just sees him because she's 14. She's not really, like, a teenager. They usually only appear to to kids, right? So she's like, okay, I can kind of see what's going on. Um, His name, his full name is Larry Houdini, which I thought was funny. Uh, Houdini, as a magician, is brought up in DCOMs a lot, but he historically is a person who didn't believe in magic. Mm -hmm. Fun fact. Um, And he spent his whole life trying to prove it wrong. So I think it's funny that all the magic characters in DCOMs are named Houdini. Anyway, um, it turns out Francis is being framed by a boogeyman who has come to town. Um, He's so scary. And that's why bees are on everything. Bee for boogeyman. Okay. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Than <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it turns out when kids stop believing in imaginary friends too early, they turn into boogeymen. And Francis has a younger brother who had cancer and he was in a rough spot. And Francis was like, well, medicine saved him and not imagination and shit. So she oh. kind of convinced him to not believe in his imaginary friend anymore. Okay. Um, we don't know who his imaginary friend is at this point, though. Um, so Larry and Francis try all these things to do to try and, like, get the boogeyman, right? And they make stuff called, like, boogie juice, which is weird, to, like, attract him and trap him. But what ends up happening is Larry gets covered in boogie juice. I don't know. This shit was fucking wild. Also, a lot of sexual tension with Francis and and Francis and Larry. And I'm not even joking. I wasn't even thinking that they would ship, but they do kiss at the end. And I was like, hello? Okay. You're covered in boogie juice. Ooh. Yeah. Like that kind of thing? Yeah. So ultimately, like, long story short, uh, Larry is Francis's little brother's imaginary friend. And okay. when he stops believing in Larry, Larry starts to turn into a boogeyman. While there's also this other boogeyman who we don't know who he is, just like, yeah. you know, going rogue. And it turns out that under Francis' bed is the portal to the boogeyman dimension. Of course. And her little brother gets kidnapped by the bad boogie. And so Larry and Francis have to go get him. But the whole time, Larry's turning into a boogeyman. Right. So it's getting scarier and scarier. Sleeping with the enemy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so I think it's really funny. They go onto the bed and they start to have like a like a, a showdown with the boogeyman. And I do appreciate that Larry calls the boogeyman a skanky creep. <laughs> Quote. I love that. I was like, can you say the word skank in a Disney that. movie? Let me use it. Um, another creep. <laughs> yeah, and there's also a scene because since they're under the bed, like everything's bigger. So there's a giant pen that Larry uses to fight the boogeyman, and there's this funny scene where he like knocks him down. And he's like, "The pen is mightier than the sword," and I was like, "Okay, bitch, oh, get the fuck out of here." Um, anyway, what ends up happening is um, they're able to make her little brother believe in Larry again. Larry becomes a full-on imaginary friend, kicks Boogie's ass. Turns out <laughs> that the boogeyman is named Zoe. Um, and is a boogie person, and it's Francis's former uh, imaginary friend. And so oh. Francis is like, I believe in you again. And then they all go back to normal life, and then the two imaginary friends are like, Francis, we got a fucking dip on you because you're 14 now, so you shouldn't believe in us you anyway. <laughs> um, thank you for bringing me back from the brink of death, but now, now I gotta fucking go. And then Larry and her kiss, and then they never see her again. <laughs> she kisses an imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, and that's, Interesting. That's it. So that movie was a wild fucking it ride. Wild. It was a wild fucking ride. But I really appreciated, like, the 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 character design. Like, the boogeyman is straight up terrifying. He's scary. They yeah. gave him, like, fucking crazy teeth. And when Larry comes out with the crazy fucking teeth and purple eyes, I was like, that, that shit would have made me piss my mm-hmm. pants. 
They were trying to make kids piss their pants, I'm convinced. Yeah. And what's funny is, like, when you're a kid, you don't remember the plot. You don't remember, like, the script. You don't remember any of mm-hmm. the dialogue, nothing. You mm-hmm. just remember, like, the scenes. The like, terror. The, yeah, the yeah. images. And that's yeah. all I remember from that movie. Yeah. Anyway, staying in my, in my brain for okay, a while. Larry. I love the concept of a boogeyman named Zoe. <laughs> Hi! She's like, I'm a boogie person. I'm a boogie person. And I have a Twitter. You can follow me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, number five for me is Teen Beach Movie. Oh, <laughs> iconic. 2013. Have you seen it? I think I've seen the first part of it. I'm so sorry. So, <laughs> it's completely deranged. The choreo is lit. That's the one thing I will lit. say about this movie. The yeah. dancing is impeccable. Okay. So good. The songs are interesting. Okay, this is where the, ooh, I can't stop singing oh, comes yeah. from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah TikTok. Um, so, I didn't know that, actually. And so, I watched it and I was like, <gasps> I know that song. I know him. Like, I was so excited. <laughs> so, a couple. So, it's Mac and Brady, I believe their names are. They get sent into a movie after Mac is like, I want to surf some 40-foot waves. Of course. And the movie is called Wet Side Story. I hate that. I fucking hate it so much. So let's back up a little bit. Mac her, is staying with her grandfather at this beach shack in the beginning of the movie. And she's dating Brady, or they're, you know, together, mm-hmm. they're talking, whatever they want to call it. Is that Ross Lynch? Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, they are having this cute little summer romance, and they call it their endless summer. And then Mac is, at the beginning of the movie, she's like, Brady, I have to tell you something, I have to tell you something. She tries mm-hmm. it like three times, that's it. And keeps getting interrupted. Okay. Okay. So then Mac's aunt shows up and she's like, well, we're leaving tomorrow. And then Brady's like, wait, why didn't you tell me this? And she's like, you don't know how hard I tried to tell you. Period. Okay. <laughs> she tried it three times. But the story is the aunt is there to take her away from her endless summer to bring her to this like really prestigious boarding school. Mm, the nerve. So it was always the deal patient. that she would spend two years in this like beach town and then mm-hmm. go to the boarding school for the last two years of high school and get serious about it. Mm. So... There's a, there's a storm that comes through. She surfs these, like, 40-foot waves and, of course, like, passes out. I thought she died. But Brady goes, <laughs> Brady goes to save her, and they're in Wet Side Story when they get out of the ocean. Ooh. So everybody's like, like, it's the whole thing. So it's rival gangs. It's bikers and surfers in Wet Side Story. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why are there too many bikers at the beach? I don't know. I don't know. I thought sand wasn't good for motorcycles, but I don't know. Whatever. It's... It's just weird. I mean, the, the one thing that I can say is, yes, the choreo is good. Yes, the songs are good. But the plot doesn't make any fucking sense. There's, like, a point where a mad scientist comes in and he's trying to build a weather machine. And that's the storm that'll get them back to real present day. Okay. It's not really, like, explained why he's there, what he's doing there. But mm-hmm. anyways, whatever. I fast-forwarded through this one too. too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... That is Teen Beach Movie. It's a lot of singing. It's a lot of dancing. Um, the wrong characters start falling for the wrong people. They have to, like, fix them back up. And then eventually they get sent back into current day. And the whole reason why Mac is like, I have to go to this boarding school, is because she read her dead mother's diary. And her mother was like, I want Mac to be confident and successful in whatever she chooses to do. Which is sweet, right? But Mac yeah. is like, that means I have to go to school. How then, dare. But then at the end of the movie, she's like, what if all I want to do is surf with my hot boyfriend? God, this is why I hate teenagers. <laughs> yeah. And so at the end of the movie, it's just like, they're all happy. Uh, you know what that... Do you think this is like a Disney retelling of Midsummer's Night Dream? I don't fucking know. It was awful. Well, they made like four of them, didn't they? Yeah. What, yes, it keeps going. It keeps what do they have going. to... It's like, what story could they expand on I have no that? idea. Because the, the Teen Beach movie, too, was also in my time period, obviously. Mm. And I was like, I could do that, but, like, ugh, I'm I not going like to I didn't do I didn't do any sequels, either. I was like, you know what? We're going to fucking... The funny part, this is one thing I pulled from it, and mm-hmm. then I'll be done. The Teen Beach movie forever, hopefully. <laughs> but 
they show the people in Wet Side Story a picture of Justin Bieber. And they all go crazy. Oh my god. I'll make up a Libra out of you, bitch. Yeah. So she no said. matter what time period you come from. Oh my god. Wow. Okay. Make well. it stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Speaking of music sensations, uh, number five for me was one of my absolute favorite okay. DCOMs growing up. Uh, and it's Pixel Perfect from 2004, ah, yes. starring our, our fave, Raviv Ullman, once again. Um, and in this, he plays a boy named Roscoe, who essentially has invented a hologram system to um, be the lead singer of his friend's band. Mm-hmm. Because they go and try to do their, their like little audition, and the guy's like, Can you dance? Everybody likes Christina and Britney, and you've got no moves, sweetheart. <laughs> Like, that's the energy. We know she got no moves, sweetheart, because in her room, all her posters are, like, Avril Lavigne. I'm like, oh, so she's punk. She's rock. She likes to rock out, like Avril says, right? So, um, yeah. It's essentially, like, a modern Pygmalion, like, Mm -hmm. kind of movie where Roscoe essentially falls in love with his own creation. And it gets super creepy in that. So I'm just going to read you guys some of the notes that I wrote down as I was reading this. Um, Okay. Why does Roscoe have all these pictures of women in his house? (laughs) To make this person. Inspiration. He was like, I just have all these magazines with women that I've cut up that are here. And I'm like, okay, creep. Um, the drummer's super cute. She, I love her outfits and I love her vibe. I wrote that down. <laughs> um, the main hologram, her name's Loretta. She talks like a robot, but she sings normally. I'm like, what is the truth? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and uh, she goes up to dance because obviously they, they had her come in because they needed a dancer and her dancing is so fucking off the wall. I said, she just spins and kicks. Like she lies on the floor and just pussy pops. Like, and then she even does like a little ballerina twirl and it's extra creepy when you think of the fact that he's, she's being controlled by a teenage boy. So I'm like, hello. And she like does like backflips and shit and like dancing. (laughs) I'm like, okay. We'll love that. Give me a leg up. (laughs) Um, I also wrote, hip huggers look so cute on skinny bitches, but those are not sitting pants. <laughs> there's a lot of almost butt cracks in this movie. Um, there's also a band. <laughs> there's two bands in this movie. One called Moist Towelette and the oh. other called The Infectious Measles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who was naming these fucking bands? are so disgusting. I also think the Zeta Bites only have one song. I heard it like three times over and over again. I think they have one other, but that was also played three times over and over again. And I was like, please. They're like, play it again, babes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they are bops, and I'll give it to them. It's giving very Ashley Simpson, like, but, you know, they're, they're catchy. We like them. Um, I, <laughs> I said, this movie is literally the epitome of feel the rain on your skin. But it's like someone else can feel it for you. <laughs> She's inside your skin. You are dead. She's AI. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... Super creepy. Okay. Um, what did I... Oh, I said, someone come collect Raviv. He's horny on Maine again, trying to, like, stroke Loretta's skin. And That's two like, movies you have where people are, like, have weird sexual tension with AI things. I guess so. Disney. I guess so. What the fuck? Who's trying to robot fuck over here, man? I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So there's a scene where they go on, like, a double date because one of um, Roscoe's friends is the son of his dad's boss. And he's like... My dad's going to get fired. I need to go and, like, make nice with this guy, whatever. He really wants to date Loretta, even though she's not a real person. So Roscoe and Sam, the other girl that's the other love interest, they go on a double date. And so (laughs) this guy, not Roscoe, the other guy, he compliments Loretta by saying, you have the smoothest hands I've ever seen. And I was like, fucking what kind of compliment? And then Loretta responds by growing three mouths and trying to kiss him. (laughs) Which is being controlled by Roscoe? 
I think it was like it was like short circuiting, and I was like, "What in the fucking fetish?" I know somebody somewhere is like, "Yeah," like, "Fuck yeah, baby." And then since she malfunctioned, and he's so worried, like Roscoe's so worried, his dad's gonna find out. He's been fucking around with with this hologram system. He's like, "Sam, you have to take Loretta. I can't have her. My dad's gonna find it." And I was like, "You really got your main bitch to like shack up with your side bitch, huh? You really did that." And it, I wrote down this argument that they had. It's so fucking crazy. Loretta, Who's Sam and Loretta. Sam or? and Loretta when they're living together. Okay. Like Loretta's like, I know everything, and Sam's like, you don't know what it's like to live. You've never been a baby, but you know what a baby is. And um, what, is, what did I say? Oh, Loretta goes, she's mad because I'm perfect, and Sam goes, she's just a trick of the light. And Loretta goes, and you're nothing more than water and a few pounds of chemicals, maybe a few more pounds than you really need. And I was like, oh, I was like, Roscoe, come get the girls, they're fucking fighting again, Bro. Jesus Christ. Disney Channel, they're fat pope, yeah. I literally, oh, literally. And they were like, skinny bitches only in this movie, sorry. And like, Sam is maybe like one size bigger than Loretta. Yeah. Like, but they're like, you're a fatty, ugly, fat bitch. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Um, I also think it's funny that when Loretta sings, she sings in, like, auto-tune, and then she has, like, six backflips in a row, and people are like, she's real. Yeah. You're like, she's real. Well, she has great control of voice. <laughs> wow, holy shit. Um, and then she's got the excellent frosted lips and eyes, we need to bring that back, I wrote that down. But um, not the low-cut pants. Yeah. Um, and then also, I want you to imagine an era where pop stars wear polo shirts on stage, that's where we're at. Oh. Which I was like, who's, who decided this? Okay. Um, and then Loretta's, she can't touch things, but then she interacts with this stool a lot on stage where she's just like rolling all over it and getting up on top of it and doing flips off of it. And I was like, okay, I guess the stool doesn't fucking count. The stool is AI too. The stool is AI. And then so what ends up happening is Sam tries, when Loretta malfunctions, Sam tries to like pretend to be her, even though it's so fucking obvious it's not her. And so when Sam tries to do like this backflip, she knocks her head and she goes into a coma. And nobody can wake her up. And so Loretta, like, her shit gets worked out. And she's like, are those wires connected to her brain? And they're like, sort of. And she's like, I got this. She goes into Sam's head. And Sam's, like, in a weird, like, gray depression state. And so there's a guitar in front of her. And Loretta's like, what's wrong? And Sam's like, my guitar is broken. And so Loretta goes and, like, helps her fix it. And so Sam... In her coma? In her coma, yeah. (laughs) So Sam's like, world is better, whatever. They reconcile. And then Sam wakes up, but Loretta is in charge of her body. She's like, hello, Roscoe. And Roscoe's like, that's not my bitch. That's somebody else. Um, oh and he's like, he's like, you got to give Sam back her body. What yeah. the fuck are you doing? And she's like, I will. But first, I want to feel the rain on my skin. I remember this. Yeah. I remember this scene. Yeah. Okay. So it's raining outside of the hospital. She walks out into the rain, feels the rain on her skin, and then like dissipates into the ether. And Sam gets her body back. Fast forward, like, a few months, they're auditioning again, they've written new songs, they're signed to a label, whatever, and after a show, they're like, who's singing the harmonies on that? That sounded so good, and they look to the wings of the stage, and there's fucking Loretta, like a Jedi fucking ghost, (laughs) just like, hello, and that's where it ends, like, abruptly, like, you see her corpse, and you're like, okay, bye! Like, wow, script on a hundred. I was like, I love this fucking movie growing up, but what the fuck was going on? I'm saying, like... I'm kind of glad that I had the kids stage because if I viewed everything through the adult lens, I would, I would never be okay again. It oh was, my gosh. It was insane. Maybe a few more pounds. Than you, I was like, oh, she really called this bitch fat. <laughs> oh my God, I can't. <laughs> and again, the problematic thing of a kid watching this being like, wow, she's skinny as hell and she's being called fat. Right. Ugh. I know. Like Jane. <laughs> R.I.P. Oh, she's not dead, but R.I.P. <laughs> nose job that she thinks she needs. Okay, number four for me. 
I'm fucking hype about this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zombies, or Z-O-M-B-I-E-S. Zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that was a 2018 movie. Have you heard anything about it? I heard that it was really good, actually. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. I've never seen it. I kind of want to watch it, though. I just want to say, okay, so every year on my birthday, I make a Spotify playlist oh, about yeah. the age that I am at the time. So Love I'm that. on 28 now, because I just recently had a birthday. Okay. A soundtrack song from this movie has made it as my number one song. Thank you, zombies. It is. It was so good. I liked it so much. So the reason that it is my number four is just the plot. Okay, so let me set the scene. There is society, right? And they've had a zombie uprising. Mm -hmm. And everyone has banished the zombies wearing these, like, Z-bands that control their brain-eating abilities. So they're, like, pretty chill now. But they're in Zombieland. And Zombieland, again, like... The Descendants is poor and, like, they don't have a lot of access to, like, stuff and everybody's, like, hating on them. And then there's another society that's all pastel. You would love it. You would do so well there. Oh, yes. And everything about the society is perfect. Everything is timed. Everything is, like, all about appearances. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't like anything that's different, right? Mm -hmm. So the main character... Oh, my God. What's her name? I think it's Addison. 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 She wears a blonde wig. And I'll tell you why later. But she wears a blonde wig because she's like, I gotta be perfect. I gotta fit in, right? And... There's a zombie whose name is Zed, I think. This, Zed. I almost said Zeke. It's Zed. Zed. Yeah. <laughs> Zed. You're right. You're right. Um, his name is Zed. And he's like, he's, I thought he was cute. Mm-hmm. Like tall and lanky. Now, the thing that gets me, he has zombie makeup on and it differs in levels of intensity throughout oh, each scene. Like he's really God. white in one scene and then it's like, oh, you're kind of gray. And then it's like, you actually don't have any makeup on at all. Oh my God. Yeah. And they put like pink eyeliner on him so he looks sick. It's, ugh. that's an iconic. Really. Anyways, so Addison. And Zed, they fall in love over the course of this movie, and Addison's whole life is about doing cheer, mm-hmm. and Zed's whole life is just about getting an education. He's a zombie. He so, likes brains. He likes brains. <laughs> but they eat cauliflower brains. They're, like, totally normal. They're totally normal, and everybody's hating on them. So the thing about this movie is the zombie, it's all a commentary on, like, segregation and racism. Like, truly. They have walls that separate the zombies yeah. and the pastel society. And they're like, zombies, ew, like, I don't want you to have an education. And they, like, put them in a basement. They don't have access to any class stuff. They make a janitor a teacher for the zombies. They, like, don't want them to have a good education. Okay. Horrible. Everybody hates on them. They egg their houses. They're awful to them. Turns Super terrible. boogeyman egging your house. Yes. Could be. Yes, I almost said that, but then I was like, I haven't talked about it yet, so I can't say that. Um, So they're taking this really deep topic of, like, Mm -hmm. segregation and racism and classism and all this stuff and just like, oh, they're zombies. Like, they're really simple, cartoonifying it a bit. It's really weird. I think Disney needs to stop making, like, segregation-themed movies. I know, seriously. Stop (gasps) it. So, Addison and Zed, whatever, they fall in love. They have some banger-ass songs that you need to listen to. The choreography is also really good in this movie. But here's my thing. At the end of the movie, Addison is like, I'm sick of you guys being so mean to zombies. Like, I want to show you that I'm different and I'm not perfect. And she takes her wig off and she just has white hair. Hello? That's her difference. She's like, I was actually hotter than you thought. I'm different. <laughs> she has like a cute haircut underneath. Like, she looks cute. She's like, I stand. Like, that's her whole song. And I'm like, no one cares. <laughs> Queen, get the fuck down, please. No one... It's so embarrassing. And then whatever, so that, like, the society's like, okay, maybe we should be more accepting. They end up having, like, a town hall, whatever, it's fine. They're like, this woman with her white hair has changed my heart. This white woman, good job. (laughs) So anyways, at the end, I was just thinking, after the movie, the credits were rolling, and I was like, the logistics of being in love with a zombie. You know, Warm Bodies did that. I thought that was a good movie. That was a great movie. Yeah. But they don't kiss in this movie at all. You know, there's not many decoms that feature kisses. I know. I was surprised. Yeah. Um... 
But you know, I get it. It's Disney. It's like you got rotten teeth. They want to kiss you. you know? Are they dead? Are they dead? They're dead. Yeah. Are they decaying actively? No, because they have their Z bands on. Mm. Um, so the whole thing is like Zed's on the football team and he like deactivates his Z band and he ends, ends up being like super and like tosses football players left and right. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so it's a whole thing. I recommend you watch it though because okay. I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, I heard that that one was one of the better ones. It slaps. And all the ranking videos I watched before I picked the movies, they were like, this is yeah, so, it was really good. Yeah. I just don't get what it's like to be in love with a zombie. But I don't. I also don't get what it's like to kiss your imaginary friend. So. so I imagine being in love with a zombie is probably not much different from being in love with a vampire. Hey, is or, that on your list? Twilight. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you fooled me. <laughs> I tricked her. Okay. Well, actually, I have something similar. Um, the next one on my list is The 13th Year, which is mm. also from 1999. And if you don't know this movie... <clears throat> I can sum it up for you. It's the merman movie. Yeah. It's the movie where a boy finds out he's a merman and he Clear. turns into a mermaid. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to read you the notes I have on this. Okay. Um, first of all, the the person who stars in this movie is an actor named Chez Starbuck. He was in one other thing and then he wasn't very good at acting. But I'll tell you right now, he has an excellent name and he's hot now, so it all works. Yeah. So. And also Starbuck. Starbucks mermaid. Yeah, that's so it fits. Yeah. You know? And then it also stars Courtney Draper, who is from Sisterhood from Planet Weird, right? Okay. Oh yes, I remember. So we start off the movie with a mermaid, she's swimming with a baby, and then she <laughs> is getting chased by a hunter, and so she has to drop her baby off so she can run away from the hunter. And so she looks like Shakira, so I say mermaid Shakira's baby is accidentally kidnapped by Uncle Joey and an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> that's how we start off the movie. This time for replica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, anyway, the baby grows up. His name's Cody. He gets paired off in a school project because he's failing with this nerd whose name is Jess, and he looks like a 12-year-old Eugene Levy, okay? <laughs> okay? And his dad is the fisherman that was hunting the mermaid. Of course. So, that's where we're at. Classic. Um, I, and then, like, I also don't understand because Cody's on the swim team, and he's the most popular guy in school. school. And I'm like, the guy from the swim team's the most popular you guy You know it, bitch. Look at that speedo. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also didn't enjoy that he said some smug shit to his teacher. And I was like, you're unlikable. Because I'm a teacher. I don't fuck with yeah, fucking right. the popular boys that say shit that's smug. I want to slap him. Anyway. That's um, personal. <laughs> yeah. At his birthday, his anti-vax mom makes him a cake made out of beets. And everyone's like, mmm, yum. And I'm like, if a she's bitch like, did that. Hippie? Yeah. Okay. That's why she's a, she's literally an anti-vaxxer kind of oh. vibe. She's like, well, no refined sugar in my home. So here's your beet cake happy, on your 13th happy birthday. Beet day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, Cody's girlfriend, Sam, played by Courtney Draper, shows up. And she's like, here's your birthday present. And it's a picture of herself that she's framed and everything. And I was like, icon, frankly. <laughs> Love that. Um, and so they kiss. And... Cody shocks her, which, first of all, apparently, a side effect of turning into a merman is developing electricity powers and Spider-Man sticky hands. That seems counterintuitive. Yeah, why would a mermaid have electric powers? That's Listen, one way to kill everything in the like ocean. Electric eel, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's where they're at. Um, I don't like that. But he does like have the Spider-Man hands where literally everything sticks to his hands. That's a little weird, especially for a teenage boy. Um... <laughs> There's one scene where he and Jess go to the, um, like, the pools on the beach to kind of do their science project, mm-hmm. and Cody touches water, and he's got scales all over his hand, and I'm like, that shit's disgusting. Were that me, I'd pick that shit off till I was bleeding, bitch. Yeah. That's fucking gross. Don't show anyone. Keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. Keep um, it a secret. <laughs> yeah, apparently, you know, vaccinating your kids gives you autism, but not vaccinating them turns them into a fish, lady. Yeah. You know, we love that. Um, 
Okay, so Cody goes on to compete in a swim meet, and he does super well, because obviously he's fucking part fish now. Obviously. And when he, yeah, cheater. And when he wins, he raises his arms up, he's like, yeah, and he's got, like, fins on his arms. And the the guy next to him, in the lane next to him, who's, like, his friend bully, sees him and is like, what? And so Cody turns around and immediately, like, causes a power outage. And it's like, he does so by not even getting out of the pool, like, putting his hands on, like, one of the pipes in the pool i'm like did you just try to electrocute the entire swim team bitch because that's what it looked like to me there's a lot of murder in your movies attempted murder it's gonna get weirder yeah so cody because of teenage rebellion his parents like well you can't go back in the water that shit's weird we don't like that he's like well i can do whatever the fuck i want i feel a calling so he goes into the water meets his mermaid mom in the weirdest sexual tension (laughs) i've ever seen in my life i'm like why is this happening they like meet underwater and they touch hands and shit oh they don't talk either they don't even talk yeah and you're like i hate it here so um (laughs) that's when you pause shower yeah um and i love this movie growing up this was my absolute favorite yeah but i don't remember that i was like i'm uncomfortable um so anyway, after that, the Cody and his mom are interrupted by the hunter guy, <laughs> Jess's <God>. dad, <laughs> who sees them and is like, Cody's a mermaid? Fucking hell. And so he tries to, to get them. And it ends up, there's a whole big chase scene and whatever. And Jess goes in and saves Cody from his dad. Jess ends up drowning, essentially. And oh. Cody saves him by um, electrocuting him. Um, okay. There's a lot of people in these movies that can bring people back from the dead. Wendy Wu did it, and Cody will also do it in 13th year. So, um, he's back alive, and Cody's like, I gotta go. I gotta go with her. I'm a fucking mermaid, man. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. And so, I didn't understand this bit, and I got this this part from Bionic Pig. I watch a lot of his stuff on YouTube, if you haven't seen him. He, did, he reviews decons all the time. Um, but at the end, it, they implied that Cody would go for the summer to learn about mermaid culture and come <laughs> back for school. So I'm like, does he get his legs back? And if that's the case, why didn't his mom grow her legs to go get her fucking kid back when yeah. it got taken by her by Uncle Joey? I don't understand that. So that was a little weird, um, but I did enjoy it overall. I just think Chess Starbuck is a terrible actor. Chess Starbuck. Yeah, and yeah. like the, the, the world building in this is so-so. It's so-so. Yeah. So. But the mermaid tales look great. I love anything with mermaids in it, and I had a good time. So good. Yeah, I love the feet tail versatility that yeah. they're showing at the oh, end yeah. there. You know, that would have saved the little mermaid a lot of trouble. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, we don't know if the mermaid can do it. Maybe it's like a side effect of being uh, like living as a human. So did a human fuck the mom? I have no idea. I'm I'm guessing that mermaids are born with legs, because nobody questioned it. They. Like, when she had the baby, was it a, did it have legs or did they she not was in like It was in like a blanket, right? Oh, so she puts it, she puts we'll it on like... the boat like that. And um, anti-vax mom was like, oh, look, can we keep it, little baby? Like she literally No one questions them. where it came yeah, from. Yeah, nobody, nobody said anything. And it's wrapped in like netting and shit and seaweed. And they're like, normal. Checks out. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't, I, I don't know. He must have feet. But I, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. That is weird. Yeah. And they're, they're, so, they're surprised 13 years. I think they're like, oh my God, they have, he has fins. Like he didn't come from the fucking ocean. Right. And oh, I was always under the were there. <laughs> I was always under the impression that, like, I guess mermaids had to spend their first 13 years on land, but that doesn't look like the case. Like, she forgot her baby on the boat. Like, yeah. that's what happened. Yeah. So, I don't know. They need to work out a few fucking yeah, things. Yeah, they there. do. On all of these, really. Yeah. Speaking of working out a few things, mm. um, I'm going to just read you the Wikipedia description of this next movie <laughs> um, because it explains yeah. itself. Okay. Let's okay. hear it. I didn't watch it because it looked fucking awful. This is the one I did not watch. Of the Well, quasi-watch. of the whole mm-hmm. list. So, number three for me is Bad Hair Day, 2015. Okay, I know about this one. I haven't seen it, though.
Only at Metro by T-Mobile. You can upgrade to 5G and get more savings with the lowest price on one line of unlimited 5G. Just $40, period. That's it. Taxes and fees included. Plus, more choices with the largest selection of free 5G phones from brands you love, like Samsung. Switch and save more. Only at Metro. Lowest price versus major national prepaid brands. The fraction of users greater than 35 gigabytes per month may notice reduced speeds and Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus T-Mobile due to prioritization. Video streams and SD requires eligible port in and plans. See store for details. Some things just go better together. Like comfy clothes and work calls. And bundling your home and auto insurance with USAA. It's less hassle and more savings. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Call for a quote. Restrictions apply. Bad Hair Day is a Disney Channel original movie, which premiered in 2015, starring Laura Marano and Lee Allen Baker. The story centers on 16-year-old Monica Reeves, who is running for prom queen at her high school. Of course. Prom, of course. One day, she wakes up with crazy hair after combining loads of different products. But Monica soon has bigger things to worry about when ex-police lieutenant Elizabeth Liz Morgan arrives at Monica's door in search of a $7 million diamond necklace. The two become unlikely friends as they race to fix Monica's hair for prom priorities okay. and protect the necklace from falling into the hands of a world-renowned jewel thief, Pierce Peters. Pierce Peters. Excellent jewel thief name. So let's let's look at this prop plot for a second. How the fuck did that necklace get into her possession? What? That doesn't make she sense. She wakes up with crispy hair. She, she answers the door. There's Liz Morgan. She's like, I'm looking for a necklace. That, it sounds like to me that two people wrote two separate movies and they just <laughs> put them together. I know. I was like, okay. So, here's the thing that gets me. Okay. I watched the trailer only because I didn't watch the whole movie because it just looked fucking awful. Yeah, that's right. But the lieutenant shows up and they're like, okay, I'm looking for the $7 million necklace. I need you to help me. And then she's like, I'll do it for you on four occasions. Uh, okay. Number one, you fix my hair. Number two, you find me a dress. Or fix my dress, because her mm-hmm. dress melted. I don't know how Hello. that happened. Number three, you give me a pair of shoes. And number four, I want to take my driver's test. <laughs> wow. She's haggling with a police lieutenant. Good for her. Good for her. Queen shit. And then the, the logo, or not the logo, the slogan for this movie. What happens when the frizz meets the feds? <laughs> oh my god. Wow. They really, that was a stretch. Who came up with that? I don't know. I have no other context for you. I just thought that, that reading the Wikipedia thing was enough. For that's, yeah, you know, so. that's fair. <laughs> okay, moving right along. My next one on here uh, is also from 1999. Uh, Can of Worms. Have you ever heard of this one? Yes, terrifying. Holy shit. I think I saw it one other time and I don't remember anything it's about it. So trip. I'm going to give you a <clears throat> little rundown of what I wrote here. So. Mike is this kid who sends a message out into outer space because he thinks that he's not a human. He thinks that he's one of them, okay? He feel like, he feels like he was sent to Earth by alien parents and that he's not human. Um, <clears throat> he's on the football team, and during a football game, he bonks his head and hallucinates that evil aliens are coming to eat his brains. Um, Mike's a pretty techie guy. So his crush asks him to help with all of the lights and music for the big dance that's coming up. Because we always got to have a big dance, dance, you know? Yep, yep, yep. And at the big dance, Mike does help. It's going great. But his bully from the same football team sabotages it. And Mike is so fucking upset by it. This is when he goes and he sends out this message into space. Does he have a treehouse? Yeah, he has a (laughs) treehouse. And and so while he's sending this message, it's struck by lightning. So it actually sends it out into space. Um, and so aliens actually start coming through, like, the rift because they're like, oh, well, hey, you guys have developed enough that, like, humans aren't protected under our, like, 
uh, protection thing because you guys aren't advanced enough. So now people will start coming to Earth. So <clears throat> this oh, shit. So their border's open. They're like, yeah. <laughs> come in there. Okay. Yeah. So aliens just start showing the fuck up and Mike's like, hello, one's a talking dog. The second one is a snot monster that eats corn and shoots popcorn out of his ass. Oh, He's also God. a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. He then gets abducted by an armless jelly bean slug-like thing that's wearing patent leather loafers. And he wants to be his talent agent? I have no idea. There's also a pink floating head voiced by Tara Strong. Um, she's cute. Um, essentially, when he sent out that message, the other planets got the message that Earth is finally advanced enough to participate in space capitalism, and solicitors are just tearing his ass apart, okay? Um, they're just trying to franchise him, make some space bucks off of him. Um, there's this one alien called the Thode, who's like the big bad guy. He likes to collect specimens from all over the planet, and now that Earth's open, he's going to look for the perfect specimen. He kidnaps the first person he finds which is mike's younger brother so they're like well, wow, we, what are the odds right hold up so we got to go get mike's younger brother back so to do that they have to make bait so they go and they talk to the football bully and they're like hey man you're a hottie with a body you want to be bait and he's like i guess <laughs> sounds great so together they all go into the treehouse where the portal is and they go to the thodes planet which is just like a human zoo it's like an alien zoo oh, and they see all of these aliens and stuff Ugh. um and they free all the aliens, and they get back to Earth, and they solve the problem of the Thode by calling the space cops. <laughs> sure. And I was like, okay. Sure. Did they ask for a new dress, new shoes? <laughs> they, they, I don't know. They're like, space cops, come. And they're like, all right, we'll take it from here, buster. And then the last scene of the movie is a football game, and then the bully character says, dream on, Pillsbury, in like a joking, kind of like flirty way. Oh, sexual And let me tell you, okay, they, with as much homoerotic tension as possible, Mike eyes him up and down, like does one of these and goes... Oh, I will. And that's the last line of the movie. I was like, hello? What the fuck is happening here? So that was I don't a... remember that. I don't remember it being that way. I really don't. Because Mike was like, hey, you're hot. Do you want to be babe? You want to be my babe? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, they try to give Mike like a love interest, but he keeps fucking it up with her. And I'm like, I don't think you like girls, Mike. And also the whole alien thing is kind of damper of the story. I'm not kidding. I remember that one being really scary for some reason. It's because the, al- the puppets are fucking terrifying. Yeah. The lawyer that shoots popcorn out of his ass is literally a snot monster that talks, and I hate it. Honestly, I kind of embody that, though. <laughs> <laughs> love that for me. That for me. <laughs> Go, queen. <laughs> Oh, really open to get a few there. Alright, number two. Oh. Lemonade mouth. Oh yeah, you were telling me that one's good. It was something. <laughs> no, it was good. I liked it. 2011. It, it was like good and not the same good that zombies was because mm-hmm. it was like, this one is very classic, like what the fuck is going on yeah. kind of thing. So think like Stomp, High School Musical, and The Breakfast Club all had a baby. Wow. So it's about five separate children kids and they teenagers whatever Mm -hmm. and they all have i can't believe i'm old (laughs) it's like kids (laughs) and they all have their own separate problems Mm -hmm. so one of them is like really concerned with being the perfect indian daughter she's a classical violinist Mm -hmm. she wants to go to school for like whatever one of them is never gonna live with the shadow or get out of the shadow of his older brother Mm -hmm. his older brother is perfect and his parents only talk about his older brother one of them has not a lot of friends and her mom passed away when she's really young she lives with her grandma and like Haley, Haley kyoko no, so that is, um, that's Bridget Mindler's character. Gotcha. Yeah. One of them is Haley Kiyoko, and she is, like, the rebel, but she feels very invisible to mm-hmm. her family. She has, like, two younger twin brothers, and they're super smart, and she's, like, doesn't feel like she measures yeah. up with her parents. And then there's another one who, his dad is getting remarried to this really younger woman, and he can't accept her. He's like, why are you replacing mom? Like, what the hell? Sounds like a Ryan Merriman to me. Yeah, so they all have yeah. their own problems. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all like, oh, I'm struggling, and every problem is the biggest problem in the whole world. 
So they all get detention one day, and they're in this high school where the principal really only cares about sports. Mm -hmm. He's one of those, like, bro guys that's like, I only care about football and, like, sports and arts and musics can, like, fuck off. I don't care about them. And they all get detention because they do something different. And they meet in the basement, and there's a lemonade vending machine in the basement that sells Mel's Organic Lemonade, and they all buy it before they go to detention. Of course. So that's where the name lemonade, lemonade mouth came, comes from. Mouth like what? Well, so it's just they all like drink it, and so they have lemonade mouths. Yeah, lemonade mouths. Okay. Here, okay, I'm gonna. Sh I know you guys can't see it because you're mm -hmm. listening, but I'm gonna show you what their signature band move is. Okay. Oh, okay. Love that. Like cheers with like cheers with lemonade. Okay. That's also, cute. my dog just had a sneezing fit in the background, but that's uh, fine. Hopefully, we don't one. pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So they all have lemonade mouth, whatever, and they're in detention. They're drinking their lemonades. One of them's like. And then they just come up with a song mm, out of nowhere. Mm -hmm, of course, mm -hmm. it's perfect. Yeah. Whatever. Turns out Bridget Midler has stage fright. So that's fun. And they're all dealing with their own problems. So we all know how this movie goes. They form a band. They go into, like, battle the bands, whatever. Mm. And it turns out the song they're just singing is the Cup song by Anna Kendrick. Literally. I'm gonna That's Literally. the energy. <laughs> so... Here's the thing. Here's the thing about this movie that stood out to me, and I quite literally laughed out loud. So there's one scene in the middle of the movie where Bridget Midler is having a really hard time because her cat just died, and her cat is the only thing she has left of her mom. Mm, well. And so all five kids are in Bridget Midler's back. Kids. Oh, my God. They're, they're kids. <laughs> kids in Bridget Midler's backyard, and they're all, like, kind of commiserating, like, oh, so sorry about your cat or whatever. And they're like, let's make this about me. So they all talk about, oh, I'll never be the perfect Indian daughter. I'll mm. never live up to my brother. I'll never like my dad's girlfriend. I'll never whatever. And then Bridget Midler's like, my dad's in prison. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what that reminds me of? Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Barbie Princess and the Popper. Yes, I have. Where, like, the princess is like, my life sucks. I can't marry whom I choose. And the other girl's like, I'm an indentured servant. Literally. It has the same vibe. And it's like, oh, I have, like, a full family. And, like, I'm having a slight problem with each of them. And then it's like, my mom's dead. My dad's in prison. I love when they try to equate their problems to be the same. And I know. like, oh, my oh, parents are dead. And she's like, also, my cat just died. So fuck all y'all. Wow. Yeah. It was a good movie, though. I think the... The soundtrack was good, not as good as Zombies. It's yo m b i e s. Oh, yeah. Um, but definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. Okay. I love Haley Kyoko. She what did they yeah. call her? Lesbian Jesus. We love you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I liked her character a lot. She was very like anarchy. Mm, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. This is my number two, and this movie I I've seen before, and I don't remember it being this fucking off the wall. Holy shit! And it's the Proud Family movie from two thousand and five. <laughs> Proud Family movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Proud Family is like a great show. It's kind of slice of life, right? So yeah. I was not expecting this to go in the fucking direction that it went in. But let me just paint a picture for you, Please okay? Do. So imagine the clone of George Washington Carver was a mad scientist who created an island of peanut people and used clones of the Proud Family to find a secret formula that will make the peanuts super soldiers. Also, he has a dungeon where he tortures Oscar Proud by tickling and spanking him. <laughs> Sexual tension. Fucking what? Okay. Dude, DCOM was like, I want to give you guys a little bit of black history. So here's a crazy clone of George right, Washington right. Carver. That's the only thing, only thing we learn in school about a black history is, you know, the peanut butter thing. Oh my right? God. That's all the only thing black people have invented, right? Um, I d yeah. I think he's voiced by Arsenio Hall, which is pretty funny. Anyway. There's this excellent scene where no one talks for, like, three whole minutes, and it's just a dance-off that's so fucking funny to look at. Like, literally two seconds later, 
there's a showdown with this giant sea monster and a battle with clones, but they spend three minutes having a dance battle. Perfect. And it's like nothing is weirder than watching Zoe dance. <laughs> and then, because she's just like all limb white yeah. girl. And then you think you can't get worse than that, and then the peanuts dance, and you're like, what? And they have those weird, like, weird long heads, right? Head. Yeah. Yeah. And their names are like Cashew and shit like that. So Cashew. Love that. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Shit happens. Penny Penny's mad. She so she like leaves and wants to go and hang out with this rap star, whose name is Fifteen Cent, <laughs> who talks like Lil Wayne, <laughs> and she wants to be his backup dancer. She's like, I like you ponytails. So I'm like, okay, what the fuck's going on there? Um, but she's mad at her daddy wouldn't let her go. So she runs away back home and finds out that her whole family that she's with are the clones. Um, so she's got to like fight them and then. Yeah, anyway, that it's not even interesting, but at the end they are they have this confrontation with George Washington Carver. <laughs> okay? Okay. And they are able to turn him back into his original peanut form cuz all the clones are based off peanut enzymes and he falls off of the ship into the ocean, turns into like a little peanut again, and I fucking shit you not. The movie pauses as he's falling and he goes, "I'm a little peanut." And then after that just drops into the ocean. <laughs> I was like, hello, that's so fucking weird. Um, and then after that, Penny has a musical number. Of course. She gets with Bow Wow. Uh, and then the this is the weirdest ending to any movie I've ever seen. Cause this has, Try me. This is, <laughs> okay, this has nothing to do with what happens. You know, you think they would end it with her getting with little 15 cent or yeah. whatever and call it a day. But no, they go three months later. Oscar Proud's developed this, like, growth peanut. Like, if you eat it, uh, you'll get big and strong. Oh, I'm going a different direction with that sexual tension. No, no, no. Nobody wants to eat it because his snacks are nasty. They are, and he refuses to change it. Exactly. But the dog gets a hold of it, and so the dog, Puff, eats the peanut and turns into Godzilla. (laughs) And then Sugar Mama, to defeat Puff, also turns into a Godzilla. Oh, I remember that. And then they're, they're fighting, and then they walk off into the ocean together. That's how that movie ends. Hello? That's the that's so out of left field. To be incredibly high. I was like, where the fuck did this come from, yeah. man? So that shit was. Okay, you tried me and you won. I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, where's the connection? Is Sugar Mama just like a kaiju at the bottom of the ocean now, bitch? I'm a little peanut. <laughs> I'm a little peanut. That was so funny to me. I was like, I gotta take a moment. So that was the that's the proud family movie. Yeah, right? that's what yeah. it's called. Okay. I'm, I'm getting that confused with the Even Stevens vacation. Yeah, thing. so there's a lot of vacation movies, and I thought about putting the Even Stevens one on that on this list, but we all know that one's deranged. Yeah, but this one is crazy. I was like, yeah. I don't remember it being this nuts. Yeah, nuts. Fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the you sent me a Snapchat of the uh, the dance break, and it's been running through my head all day. It's like, <laughs> oh god, it's so bad. And then like Zoe even twerks in it. You're like, oh my god, what? <laughs> Who approved this? Oh, shit. Okay, so I have the honor, the privilege, the absolute joy to have this movie in my category. Oh, my God. Radio Rebel. Oh, no. Yes. 2012. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Debbie Ryan, our girl Debbie Ryan, yeah. she plays Tara in this movie. And this is this is the source of all of the Debbie Ryan memes. So oh, my any God. Smirk, any hair behind her ear move she does, it all comes from this movie. <laughs> And I bet Debbie Ryan made this movie, and she's like, wow, I'm so glad that's over. I'll never hear of it again. And then in quarantine, everyone's, like, surprised. (laughs) Sorry, bitch. 
Sorry, bitch. So, Tara is an, a high schooler, and I, I was about to say normal high schooler. She's mm. not fucking normal. <laughs> she has one of the most popular podcasts in the Seattle area, and it's called Radio Rebel. Mm-hmm. Tara has, in real life, extreme anxiety and shyness, like, to the... She's like, yeah, I don't know, I don't Girl. That's how she talks. I'm not even kidding. In the movie. And then there's one scene where the teacher's like, Tara, can you come up and do this problem on the board? And she's like... With a little marker, and she writes writes it so tiny, and I'm like, anybody that I knew that was shy in high school didn't have these problems. So yeah, just because you're quiet doesn't mean you have tiny handwriting. Yeah, it went really weird with like the stereotype. I don't know. So basically, Tara, when she gets on air, she becomes this like lively energy or whatever. So Mm -hmm. this is where the sound where it's like, sit with it, vibe with it. Do you know that sound? (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where this comes from. It's Tara, you know, playing her alter ego on Uh radio. So the principal is getting upset with how popular I think that Radio Rebel's coming and she cancel becoming and she cancels prom until Radio Rebel's true identity is revealed. Not one person is like, wow, that kind of sounds like Tara. Not one person. Wow. She has a little bit of like a voice changer, but it sounds just I like guess her. it's because she doesn't fucking talk. Yeah, so they're like, Yeah. They're like, like, I, I don't know. Her. <laughs> you spoke over whisper. So it is basically a twelve year old twelve year old like Wattpad fiction. Good. Like fan fiction. It's fucking ridiculous. So I'm just going to read you some comments that came from a video that mm-hmm. I found on YouTube because the whole thing is they reveal who it is and then blah, blah, blah. You have to just watch it. It's wild. I can't get over like the fact that she's like, <laughs> so anyways, basic girl, G-O-R-L on YouTube has a video of Debbie Ryan being cringe and radio rebel for six minutes straight. And I watched God. the whole thing and I don't regret a single second. Oh my God. So here's some of the comments that were <laughs> on the video. So she can't write a problem on the board, but she can run an entire radio show where she has to socialize with the people who work at the station. Bitch. Okay. Yeah. Debbie Ryan acts like she's the quirky shy girl that brings a book to the One Direction concert to make Harry Styles uh, think that she's not like other girls. Who are you? I don't even know you. Who's Harry Styles? I'm not like other girls. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that face that she makes is the one that my, I make when my mom brings home a bag of McDonald's. <laughs> That with the ear. Yes. Oh, God. And then if I saw somebody doing that, I'd immediately, immediately make a citizen's arrest. <laughs> to, to jail immediately. Yeah. So anyways, the hot guy that she has a crush on sings a song about her at the end. And that's when she does like the behind the ear thing and, with the smirk. And what did she do to deserve that? Yeah, everybody knows she's Radio Rebel. Okay. But there also is this one other part where her mom, her mom doesn't care, give a fuck about her future no, at all. And she's like, mom, if I tell them who I am and I tell them I'm Radio Rebel, I could get expelled. And mom goes, I don't care. <laughs> that's a real she scene said, from the movie. And what of it? <laughs> You trick-ass bitch. This hey, rest really got me. Oh, my like, God. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody watch that. I don't have a lot on the plot because I just don't give a fuck. Because it doesn't have one, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's why these are fun. We love that. Um, on the opposite side of the spectrum, I have a movie that has one crazy plot. And this is the decom classic luck of the irish hell yeah also starring ryan merriman oh okay the okay. decom legend so he ended and started my list so thank you for that thanks ryan um i i also like this movie growing up and i don't fuck with sports movies but i am irish <laughs> so i was like okay i feel like i have to watch this one but you know i'm irish in the way that like americans are irish and that like um, you know the ancestors i have from ireland are like at least 200 years back Mm -hmm. same kind of energy that that this character has Uh, let me paint the scene okay so there's heritage day at this school and the reason they're so into heritage day is because it's giving american exceptionalism (laughs) like all the people sing like this land is your land and hold hands while they're in their like you know traditional garb or whatever and um 
Ryan's character, whose name is Kyle, is like, I don't have fucking hair to these, bitch. I'm just white. Wasn't and his name Kyle in the other movie? Ben. Oh, ben. Okay, okay. In this one, he's he's named Kyle. Okay. Um, and so he goes home I'm to his white. parents. He goes home to his parents and he's like, where are we from? And they're like, why do you care? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, where are we from? And they're like, we don't want to tell you that. And I'm like, are, are you guys in the witness protection program? What the fuck is that? And they're like, we're from Cleveland. And he's like, but before that, and they're like, Mm. <laughs> you were actually a mermaid. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna read you the the wiki page for this one with my comments added in there okay. because what? Um, I watched this video by uh, Nick D. Ramio on YouTube, and if you do watch it, this movie essentially he summar- he summarized it by saying this movie insinuates that all Irish people are evil and are thieving little goblins out to steal your gold. <laughs> so do you feel like you're looking in a mirror right now? <laughs> Obviously, doy. Okay, so, Kyle Johnson is a popular basketball player in junior high school who has never known about his heritage. He is often told that he is the luckiest person he is, uh, people have ever known. He's always finding money on the street. He doesn't have to bring lunch because he, you know, finds money on the street. He never misses a shot in basketball. Um, when he doesn't finish a social studies test, he guesses all the answers correct. So his friends are like, bitch, what the fuck? Can I... It turns out he has this magic necklace. We'll talk about it. One day, he visits an Irish carnival where he finds that he can't stop step dancing along with the Irish folk music. He's like, I can't control my feet. Um, he's knocked down by one of the carnies, and when he gets back up, he notices that he feels kind of different, but he doesn't know what it is. So um, essentially, these cronies work for an evil Irish step dancer named Seamus, who wanted the, the necklace that he was wearing, because sure. it's a secret lucky charm. Um, so when, Ra- or when Kyle wakes up the next day, he has the unluckiest day of his life, and he's like, something's wrong. He's like, I'm normal. Yeah. <laughs> Over the next few days, Kyle's mother suddenly reveals to him that they are, in fact, Irish, and she begins to do Irish things, such as cooking breakfast, uh, that is essentially rotten pig's feet in a rusty bucket. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Irish people have Wendy's, bitch, but okay. Um, and she's like, I didn't want to tell you we were Irish because Irish people face so much persecution, and there would be signs that say, no Irish need apply, and I'm like, bitch, it's the fucking 90s. <laughs> And also, the Proud family got evil George Washington Carver, and they get a whole movie about Irish people. Yeah, yeah. So, she goes on, she does weird shit, like cooking in the fireplace in general, and speaking with an accent. And Kyle's she, I like, didn't want to tell you, but now I'm embracing it. Yeah, but I'm embracing it. Um, strange things start happening to Kyle, his ears become pointed, his hair starts turning red, and he starts to become shorter. Shout out to that uh, Disney ad that has this stuck in my head forever, where he goes, Aw, oh, sand preserve us, I'm getting short. Do you remember that <laughs> yes, shit? Yes. Stuck in my head. Um, so during science class, he realizes that someone has stolen his lucky gold coin because the fake was attracted to magnetic and real gold would not be attracted to magnets, right? Okay. Um, Kyle hurries home to find that his mom has shrunk to 12 inches. The truth is then revealed to Kyle that his mother is a leprechaun from a family of leprechauns. And that's why she's suddenly dressing like Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> so that's weird. Um, anyway, so she's full leprechaun, meaning Kyle is half leprechaun since his dad's from Cleveland. <laughs> Um, it also turns out that the gold coin he wore was from the O'Reilly clan, so Kyle's mother's maiden name. Mm. Um, it's a lucky coin, a magic coin, and when it's in the possession of the youngest family member, allows all the leprechauns in the family to pass as normal human beings and brings good luck to all of them. But since the coin is gone, the family is down on their luck and now reverting to their real leprechaun forms. Kyle also finds out that he has a 200-year-old grandpa named Riley O'Reilly. Oh, yes, I remember Riley (laughs) O'Reilly. Um... And so he's in a long time feud with his mom because he's racist against humans and he hates that she married a human. And also he owns a potato chip factory. 
But not only does he own the potato chip factory, he claims to have invented the potato chip. Listen, are they yogurt flavored? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know but I'm guessing not because that doesn't sound correct. No, it doesn't. Ah, Riley O'Reilly. Yeah, anyway, so Kyle and his family and his friends put their heads together. They decide to chase after Seamus, who has stolen their luck, the gold coin. They follow a rainbow and find his pot of gold on his bus that they sneak onto because Seamus and crew are off, are too distracted from eating corned beef and cabbage. Oh, God. Literally. Stereotypes. I was like, I was like, what the fuck else? You want to add another Irish stereotype? It's so funny to me. Okay. Kyle challenges Seamus, the leprechaun, because he's like, he can't turn down a game, um, to a lot of sports, uh, which are all like, you know, Seamus is trying to trick him, and he's like, we're going to do Irish sports, and one of those (laughs) is like Irish step dancing, Um, and in this, Kyle wins this round because he actually break dances, Mm. and I I need to tell you that break dancing is often used as a form of fighting in decoms, and I've seen it more than once. (laughs) So, yeah, no, it was yeah. in it was in Don't Look Under the Bed too, and I was like, "Why against the boogeyman?" Against like, the boogeyman, oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> and, it, and it's effective. So um, I can't. So that's fun. But then finally, Kyle's like, "Look, we're gonna go into my court. I'm challenging you to basketball to win back my family's luck." The condition, and listen to this, okay? If in losing is that Seamus will live in the land of his fathers if Kyle wins. If Kyle loses, he will be in. Uh, his like child slave, which is mm, suspicious. Yeah. Seamus does end up losing after he turned into a weird leprechaun gremlin. Um, but he misunderstood what Kyle meant. He thought the land of his forefathers meant like Ireland. Uh, so it is actually Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> so when Kyle's like, enjoy the shores of Lake Erie, Seamus is like, are you a dumbass? It's pronounced era, which is the Irish word for Ireland. But Kyle's like, nah, <laughs> not fool my dad's from Cleveland, bitch. So, um, upon learning this, Seamus is rocketed off to the shores of Lake Erie to spend eternity in Ohio as punishment. Fucking Cleveland. People from Cleveland are like, what the fuck is this movie? And that's the end of it. Like, can you believe that story? That's some crazy endings. I just am, like, blown away. I was like, this, this car racist, but, like, I was having a good time watching it. And I was like, you know, we can summarize, like, Irish people up into leprechauns and, like... I don't know, beef. potato yeah. chips. Fucking Christ. Yeah. It was it was a ride, but I had a good time. <laughs> I'm so glad. I honestly feel like the last 48 hours I've been in a different dimension. And now it's time for me to come back to real life. Decom reality is not reality. It no. Let's, let's name all the things that we found in each of these movies. Prom or homecoming. Mm-hmm. Sexual tension. A dead mother or father uh-huh. or a sibling. Um, what else? Breakdancing. Breakdancing to <laughs> defeat evil. Um, change of outfits when it's inconvenient. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And weird endings. It's just weird. And lots of singing. You know what's funny about decom endings is they'll just cut off randomly. <laughs> like in Pixel Perfect, you see the floating ghost and they just stop it. It's like freeze frame. No explanation. Like, they're, like, they're like, I guess we have a guardian angel. And then straight to the <laughs> credits. Yeah, literally, it's so abrupt. And then once you notice it, you're like, well, okay. Hello? Oh, Can't I guess go we're done. Guess we're done with this. But anyway, I think that was probably. Um, we're at 56. Yeah, so that's perfect. That worked out great. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. This one was a fun one. It was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll see you next time with something just as deranged. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Go watch some decoms. Yeah. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. It has been so lovely having you in for our little tete tete. If you have any further tittle-tattles or salacious salutations, you may contact us on the World Wide Web at tensontenspodcast.com. Or you may follow the ladies on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at tensontenspodcast. That's one zero s 
ON10S podcast or via email at tensontenspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, ta ta and toodaloo. Only at Metro by T Mobile you can upgrade to 5G and get more savings with the lowest price on one line of unlimited 5G. Just $40, period. That's it, taxes and fees included. Plus, more choices with the largest selection of free 5G phones from brands you love, like Samsung. Switch and save more. Only at Metro. Lowest price versus major national prepaid brands. The fraction of users greater than 35 gigabytes per month may notice reduced speeds, and Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus T Mobile due to prioritization. Video streams and SD requires eligible port in and plan. See store for details.